did you think of the San Diego State game? Give us a give us a breakdown. Well, again, uh, it, it's three words: Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. I thought Zach was great. Uh, I'm looking at the stats here: 25, 26, 35, 303 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Just like it's been all year. Just like it will be uh, in the bowl game and every game. Our team starts and ends. Uh, was Zach. I thought he was great. Um, I'm happy for him. I think it's uh, a great game for uh, scouts to see, you know, cold weather, um, all those AFC North type games that uh, we saw last night on Monday Night Football, and he's just throwing darts. Uh, I thought he was phenomenal. It was great to see uh, Dax go over 100 yards again. Uh, Our defense, again, struggled with the run. We knew it was going to happen. San Diego State, runs the ball, plays keep away, uh, followed the pedigree. I just thought this, this was the difference. I, I, and what I want to throw to you, Greg Matson, is if this game's at San Diego, in San Diego at the old Murph, do we win this game? I think we still Cause I win. I thought we won because it was at home. I thought we I, won because it was at home. I, I think we still win. I, and again, just because of Zach. Outside of that, I don't know. I mean, honestly, because look, that's a great defense. It really is. It's still a very good defense. It was a great defense last year. We put up three points. Uh, I, I think that uh, I think that Zach's able to pick him apart a little bit. I mean, they've got a very good secondary, and so I think that without Zach, I, it's a it's a coin flip if if, if it's at Murphy. But with Zach, I, I think we still win. What did you guys think there in the first half? Were you were you thinking, oh my gosh, this is a, a rerun of Coastal yeah. Carolina? <laughs> I, I, got, think I, of, I thought, as far as the defense goes, I, I thought the same thing. I I've I've had to think in any close game this year. You know, the Houston game or uh, the Boise State game when it was closer for a while, and of course Coastal Carolina. And that is uh, just going to what Greg said. I thought the only way we're going to win this game is because of Zach. I, I was, uh, they were uh, running up the gut. And then of course, you know, even though their quarterback, I don't think is that great of a, of a passer uh, when you're able to run the ball like that uh, play action is, was, is going to be open and, and guys were open um, a couple key stops and key turnovers. So give the defense credit there. Um, but I was thinking in the first half, the only way we're going to win this game is because we have Zach, which seems to be uh, the theme of the game. And I think it's going to be the same thing with the bowl game, unfortunately. Where does, where does Zach Wilson rank? Uh, you know, we've only had, you know, he had, a, he, I, I thought he had a really good freshman year for a freshman, right. Coming right out of right. high school. He, he was injured last year. Didn't have a great year. He has looked really good this year of course we haven't played a ton of good teams but we've you know we've played we've played a few good teams his statistics have been incredible uh you know I, I don't know that he could have really played any better where does it where what's his legacy I mean if he leaves he goes in the first round what where is what's his legacy uh here at BYU in uh at at, at quarterback U I think a couple things. Number one, uh, you know, looking at his junior year, I mean, if he were to stay another year, he, he'd be not just one of the best ever. He might be the best. 
Uh, he, he's that good. I don't think anybody, even a young or a McMahon or a Detmer was as accurate as he is as accurate, as high as the percentage was for Steve young. Uh, who I think he, he I, I'm pretty sure he threw well over 70% on completion rate, but he, nobody that I've seen make, you know, even Detmer Detmer didn't have the arm. And I, I don't know that I've seen anybody be able to make the throws that, that he makes. And it's not just his arm strength, you know, but it's, it's the accuracy. And a good example of that was that one pass, that pass he made to, uh, there were two of them, but the pass he made on the, to the outside in double coverage to Rex that yes. Rex dropped yes. on, on the side. That was incredible. I mean, again, it was right exactly in double coverage where it had to be out in the flat. And that, this, that, very few people can make that throw, you know, even in the pros, I don't know how many of them can, can make that throw that well. He should have had that. Right. Is the other one I was thinking of, of course, was the touchdown pass that, that Rex laid out for over his shoulder uh, toward the back of the end zone was, was, was fabulous as well. But I would say that, uh, you know, I, I think, I think, I think you put him in the top four. That's, that's wow. what I would say. I mean, well, I was, you know, young McMahon, Detmer, and he's the fourth Rushmore and Wilson, the fourth you know, Rushmore. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put him I, ahead of Sarkeesian. Well, we know. And, and try to back in Hall. Yes. Yeah. As good so, as those two guys were, I, I, I wouldn't say that either of them were the level of those other guys. So, I made a list here of, uh, as you know, I adhere to you guys for the, uh, the pre-Depper days, but in my lifetime, uh, post-Depper, uh, again, it gets kind of uh, a little bit convoluted because guys got the opportunity to play longer like Max and different things like that. So I made my list because I knew Zach's, uh, the best argument for Zach is best single season uh, because he's clearly uh, looked better this year than any of his other uh, two years. So I, I have a list. I would put, uh, Zach 2020, number one, I would have, um, Steve uh, Sarkeesian 96, number two, mm-hmm. I would have Beck, uh, 06, number three. You gotta remember Beck's been our highest draft pick, uh, uh yeah. since, since, you know, if you want to count young with the USFL, he probably would have been a first rounder. McMahon went in the first round. John Beck went in the early second round. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. the high draft pick. Uh, so I'd go uh, Beck 06, number three. I got um, Brandon Doman fourth in 2001. Mm. Um, and then I will go Max number five uh, with 2009 because he beat Utah. Uh, I think 2008, he was also very good, but I give him 09 the edge, even though uh, he beat Oklahoma and he beat Utah. Uh, and then number six, I'd go uh, John Walsh, 94. And, and then remember, when, when you guys remember, we beat Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl, and there was talk that Walsh was going to go number one or number two at that point to the expansion draft. It was <laughs> Carolina and Jacksonville. Were Big mistake. Top two picks. And do you remember, he went early. Well, yeah, well, he, was he was a junior. junior. He was a junior. Yeah, if, one if, more year. If, he, you re- year Walsh. if you remember, it was Bill Walsh. Yeah. The great 49ers legend, you know, Super Bowl. He was the one that was saying that John Walsh had, you know, 
what it took. No, no he was, it wasn't. He, was, he praised him and was saying that he was he was the guy. Yeah, no, it wasn't us. That's what I'm saying. Outside of BYU people, after, during that Copper Bowl and 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 against Oklahoma, every that's why he left. People were talking that he could go uh, one or two to Jacksonville or Carolina. Obviously, he didn't he went? I think in the sixth round. Uh, and Wilson going to the first round is going to be our highest quarterback draft pick uh, since McMahon. Uh, no one else has gone in the first round. Again, Young, it's a little bit, you know, with his USFL draft. Beck is uh, going uh, in the second round would, would be the highest. Well, Young, uh, Young was still drafted in the NFL. He didn't go, but he was drafted. He was drafted by Tampa Bay. Yeah. 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 You, know what, you know what I think really sets Zach apart is his accuracy – at 20 plus yards. That's where he really, I think, sets himself apart from, uh, you know, uh, even a lot of the great BYU quarterbacks that we've had. I mean, there's been, there's been other quarterbacks that have had similar, you know, completion percentage you know, that, that he has this year, but his accuracy on throws of well, 20 plus it, yards is, is remarkable. Well, we I talked mean, he, about it. That that fourth so that accurate. fourth down, that third down pass in the or beginning of the fourth quarter to Milne on the on the outside right hash uh, on that go route. I mean, it looks it, it's it's Aaron Rod. You know, I, I watched mm-hmm. that Packers game. I love watching Rodgers play, and it's that it's that Rodgers ball where it's just it's got to be. It, it goes with the accuracy because you can't just lead them. It, it's one thing to actually have to lead a guy. It's another level which NFL guys have to do where they have to partially lead and then throw him open to the, to the back shoulder, not a complete turnaround, but just to that back shoulder. And um, only the elite guys can make that throw because you, you, you're not leading your guy. You're actually throwing them open to lead a guy. Someone's already open, but to, to throw that ball uh, on Mills back on Mills back shoulder um, the way he did it and, and on, well, it's, it's like you said, downfield accuracy is where he, he's been awesome. Yeah, he's and shy. one of the things, one of the things that makes a difference with that also in, in the offense that, that has been so frustrating for so many years is when you have a guy that has that accuracy, the, re, the thing to remember is it's not just the completion. It's the guy just, just depending on, you know, if it's thrown behind him a little bit, the problem is even though he's going to catch it, if you're third and seven and you're, you're, you're a yard or two short, right? It, it makes it so that you can't get the first down because the right. guy's going to be very close to you, right? He's going to be right there and you've got to slow up a little bit or catch it behind you. The difference with Zach is that how many more times, and I, you know, it, it's, you know, I know Milne is good and Romney's good, but how many more times has he put the ball exactly where it needs to be, where those guys are able to make the first guy miss? Right, or they're able to get a few more yards because it's it's put in the right place. No question. So the yards after catch are, are... yeah, the yak. It's even even those even those uh, those little comeback and bubble type screens that, that they, they throw to Romney a lot. You know where he comes back and loops around. If you're not throwing that right, that that first guy's got you. You're done, and it's a two yard loss. And that's usually what we have with that with that type right. of a play. And so. The, that, Gary the accuracy is, is the Gary very, Crone very special. important for the yak. Yeah, that, that play gives me PTSD with uh, Gary Croton 
to uh, <laughs> Kobe Christensen and David Christensen. Hey, that was that was his bread and butter at the Bears the year before. Well, it works great when Luke Staley's your running back and Brandon Doman's your quarterback and there's this threat, you know, inside the box of, the, of those guys running. Um, but I, I to, to ask you guys, is there anything in the list that you guys would switch? So I go single season. Uh, I go Zach, Sark. Um, I go Zach, Sark, um, Doman. Or sorry, Zach, Sark, Beck, Doman. Hall Walsh. Yeah, I would change it. I, you I, would change. I, it. I, I would definitely change that. I, I think that. Uh, um. I would. I would. I would. I would not put Doman ahead of Max. I would. I would put Max ahead of Doman, on that. Um, Doman was good, and he and he and he was. Gritty, We're going single he, season. We're going single season. Not Max's cumulative work. I, I think I, I think I'd put Max in there with the Oklahoma win and the Utah win in two thousand nine okay. over, no, over over Doman in two thousand nine. Yeah, I think fair. Fair. I think your list is pretty pretty accurate though, Brett. I mean, you had Sark number two, right? His I had Sark number two. I mean, you yeah. know, beating he beat two top ten teams. Uh really? and, and he was fourteen amazing. and one. Fourteen, 14 and one. And one. And he's still picking up uh, carnage in that in, in that Washington Husky Stadium from our one loss. <laughs> well, I think uh, eleven remember, sacks. I think. He, I think he, it was he, eleven sacks. Yeah, but look at his three wins. I mean, look at his three. Look at those three wins: Texas and M from behind, last minute drive, KL yep. Cal, Louis touchdown. Um, the uh, that uh, was the opener, right? That was the opener, that was. right? That was the opener, and then uh, the 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 oh, Wyoming game, WAC championship. Rever, we're down. Wyoming takes the safety, so we're down three. He leads us down. We kick the field goal, and and, and then come and win in overtime. And then the Kansas State game, uh, we're down uh, two scores. He leads uh, two drives uh, for two touchdowns, um, and then Omar Morgan, of course, makes the, the big interception. But we were down two scores, uh, and he he led us to two touch. Uh, we were down fourteen to five, I believe. And uh, he led us on two consecutive touchdown drives in the fourth quarter. Just, I, I mean, I, you could argue just because of Sark's success that his year would be better than Zach's in that standpoint. Um, but uh, going, having a season where you're going to be taken in the first round is kind of tough to get be be anywhere but number one. Sark well, also Sark also had a much better team around him. Totally right. I mean, totally. Our defense is one of the best, best defenses defense we've, we've ever, ever had. had. Best secondary. Best secondary oh, we've ever had. Far. So there, there, you know, he had he had a lot more around him than totally. this team has. Totally. I'll I'll note that I I drove twenty plus hours from Utah to that Cotton Bowl game, Brett, and uh, one of the greatest one of the greatest moments in remember in BYU history. Uh, to be there live was unbelievable. It was very special. I, you know, what my, was really special was that WAC championship game. You know, yeah. there's nothing better than being in a small, rickety stadium <laughs> with a bunch of drunk Wyoming fans. That, that was a, a wonderful experience. Yeah, that was well, a highlight. Right. Yes, yes. No, uh, I thought I, as a 12-year-old uh, in my Steve Young jersey, I, I really felt uh, <laughs> like a, a one John Voight and the banjos <laughs> as, I was, as I was going across. But uh <laughs> But it was a great memory, and uh, yes, I, my Cotton Bowl memory is watching that 
uh, at home and, and uh, passing up Rose Bowl tickets to see Jake Plummer uh, play Ohio State in the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. uh, two versus number four. Because uh, I didn't want to. Yep. It was a big game. And because if Arizona State would have won, they ended up, they would have won the championship because Florida ended up beating Florida State. But anyway, uh, didn't go, didn't want to miss the Cougar game, only New Year's Day. Uh, thought we'd get another one this year. But uh, hey, the 96 team is, was special. No question. So let's let's turn from Zach to uh, a, another player on offense that I that I want to highlight. At the beginning of the season, I think we were all, you know, pretty devastated and deflated when Bushman went out, and we thought, "Wow, what's going to you know? How is this going to affect our year? How is it going to affect our offense?" And in comes Isaac Rex. Orange County. Out of Orange County, out of San Clemente High School. And he caught another two touchdowns against San Diego State on Saturday. Having an unbelievable year. And really, really has filled a, a, a huge hole. So, Greg, what, wanted to get your thoughts of what where, where do you – what do you think of Isaac Rex and where do you see him as being, uh, you know, in the future as one of the great all time tight ends at BYU for him to do what he's done in his freshman season is, is pretty unbelievable. I think it's unbelievable. I don't, I don't know what his, his upside is yet. It looks like it's pretty high. Um, I would certainly take Bushman over Rex right now, obviously, but, uh, he, he, he looks like he, he's going to be, you know, for at least a couple few more years, we've got, uh, we're pretty set at tight end. I don't know if Bushman comes back. Um, who knows what he's going to do, but uh, it, it looks like we're pretty set at, at the tight end. He did drop a couple of passes, unfortunately, in that San Diego State game. But, you know, if to have a tight end to make that catch over the shoulder for the touchdown there and, and – oh. What a, Just, what a catch. He seems to be able to position himself really well as a receiver, when he, especially when he's got a safety or, 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 or a, a, you know, a, he, he, he just seems to be a, a, like Bushman. He seems to be a very difficult mismatch. And it's, Is he faster than Bushman? I, I doubt it. Okay. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. Bush, Bushman was a receiver in high school. I saw him play, and I saw him run, outrun quite – a few secondary players. I don't know that Rex could do that. I haven't seen, I don't remember seeing his film, but uh, I, I don't know. Well, oh. he has the ability, obviously. I mean, that you can't teach, right? I mean, he's a, he's a playmaker just like Bushman and some of the other great tight ends we had when we saw Pitt a play, you know, when he got his chance, the guy just knows how to make plays. And Rex seems to be in that mold. I mean, he's just, he, he knows how to get open and he's got, you know, for the most part, great hands, things you can't yeah. really teach, you know, an 18 year old kid. Yeah. Well, um, it seems like talking about a, uh, a, a high potent offense that is Zach Wilson and the Cougars, uh, that seems like a appropriate transition to talk about BYU's first half against Boise state and basketball, Brian, what, what, did, <laughs> what, what did you think as uh, you're all excited on a Wednesday night to take in two rivalry games this week, Boise State and Utah, and uh, the Cougars look like your fourth grade son's uh, basketball team down there, up there in Utah? 
Very disappointing start. I mean, a repeat of last year, right? I, I thought that we would, uh, you know, reverse our fortunes after last year. Uh, man, we just could not do anything uh, in that first half. Very slow start. I mean, it took us, what, eight and a half minutes to score? I mean, it was, it was brutal. Um, the, the good thing, I, I, I guess the good thing is really, I mean, it was too little too late, but we, we really right. did play well in the second half. Right. Barcelo had another great game, 22 points. Um, but yeah, really, really disappointing that we came out that sluggish and that just, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Um, again, I think this team is really just learning to play with each other and, 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 uh, you know, Pope is still trying to figure out rotations, but the two bright spots, and we'll talk more about it, you know, later when we talk about the Utah game, um, is again, the spent the, the play of, of Spencer Johnson, who was four for five in that Boise state game. He also is not only a really good shooter, but he's a great defender. And I heard Pope talking about that. That's really what has earned his time, even though he's been shooting incredibly well. He closes out very quickly. He's got great length. And then the other person, Greg, was who you were talking about last week is Harward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, in that game, he was, he was also four for five um, and it, it did well in his opportunity. And then, of course, he had an unbelievable game against Utah. But uh, yeah, really, really disappointing, especially since that game was at home. Um, but we really played well in the second half. It was just too little too late. I don't, I really don't know what, why we got off to such a slow start, but uh, very, very disappointing, obviously. I think I, I, I agree. I, 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 after that Boise state game and then, you know, we had had the USC game just the week before. Yeah. And I thought, okay, this is a little bit concerning. I mean, I know it's early, but you know, the thing that, that makes, you know, the thing that makes a difference with this team is, is Mark Pope. I just, I just feel like I have confidence in the guy. Like I haven't had a confidence in a football or basketball coach in a very long time. I'm honestly going all the way back to Lavelle. You know, I, I just, I just don't, I, I just, I feel like this guy knows what he's doing. He's going to make the adjustments. He may not get it right every game, but he, he's, you know, there's a several games last year where, um, of course, he had a senior laden team where we came out the second half and it was a totally different game when we were behind. You know, he seems to be able to make the X's and O's and the changes and the adjustments um, that usually need to be made. Right. The thing with last week, if you look at the two halves again, I mean, you really, really out of the four basketball halves, you only had one bad half. It was atrocious. When I sent you guys that text, I think there was eight minutes left in the first half and we had five points. No, yeah, yeah. it was, it was, it was, uh, there was eight minutes left in the second half and it was 14 to five. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty bad. Right. But then we had a great second half. We had two very good halves against Utah. And what I see now after the Utah game is, the development of, of kind of a, a little bit more of an identity because of the emergence of, I think, three players, right? I, I, I think that you had the emergence of, of Johnson, right? Yeah. Where, where I, think, I think he's going to be, you know, in the, that rotation of eight. 
Um, and then, of course, like, like I said, Harward all of a sudden became who I thought he was in that Utah game. Like, it's like, where was this? Where did this happen? You know, because, again, I've seen him play at UVU. He just looked really good to me. And, and he was dominant. He rebounded. He, made, he didn't make the, 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 a lot of the mistakes and turnovers that he was doing before. He, by the way, I mean, he doesn't take a lot of shots. But uh, due to shooting 72% field goal percentage. Yeah. Right. And, and so he's, he, you know, that's, that's, that's a good guy to have in there. And he's a big body. And, and so he's one. The second one is, um, who am I thinking of here? Well, you, you said Johnson or and Johnson, then Harward. Harward. The third one is actually Harding. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, Pope has seen something in him that I hadn't seen yet because he keeps putting him in there in the starting lineup. Right. So something, you know, in practice and everywhere else, Pope obviously obviously has a lot of confidence in him. He just hasn't been able to perform during game time. And he finally did against Utah and, and did really well. So if we've got those three guys, you know, you, you, you've got maybe two bench players, maybe Harward becomes a starter again. Um, and, and Loner, of course, is emerging little by little every game. He seems to be doing a lot better. I think we're starting to get a little bit more of an identity and an emergence of the players that need to, to come out and, and help Barcelo. How many points did Barcelo have in that in, in the Utah game? Five. Five points. He had five, five points. That's yeah. it. Five points. And we killed them. We killed yeah. them. We dominated them almost the entire game. And that was, that was what was so great to see, is that he finally had an off game, or at least – not as you know explosive as an as an offensive game and we still dominated from you know basically beginning to end in that game yeah yeah um he was gonna say also harms Harms also had a great game by the way in that boise state game that was a real breakout game for him he he was seven for ten and had 18 points um so that that was a real positive too to see him get going offensively yeah, you look at that, um, you know, it's 14 to 5, um, and um, w- with eight minutes left, uh, we scored 49 points in the second half. We, we finished the game with 70 points, so we, sc- we scored 65 points the last 28 minutes of that game. <laughs> you know, that's ridiculous, right? That so, is ridiculous. Uh, we, 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 we obviously um, – we, you know, we just played awful the first eight minutes after that. Um, we played really good. Look, Boise state's better than Utah too. I mean, Boise state's got that, that Alston guy, he, he might get drafted in the first round. Uh, and then they got other guys that, that can play. I thought, I thought Boise state just athletically uh, were much harder to guard than Utah. Uh, so uh, giving that kind of, uh, the, I bring that up to kind of give a, a, a kind of the, the break of, you know, Boise State's better than Utah. You know, they were tougher to guard. Uh, they were putting us in tougher situations. Uh, I thought even even if Utah was cold a little bit, you know, Utah went 9 to 28 from threes. I mean, uh, 32%, not terrible. But I, th- I just thought we made them work harder for shots. But I also thought they were easier to guard. And Boise State uh, was just more athletic. And as we know, we have trouble – uh, stopping athletic teams uh, off the bounce and, and penetration and things like that. Um, I thought Johnson was huge. And like Brian said, his defense, I love that. You know, it's one thing when a guy just chucks up, you know, can shoot threes, but he doesn't guard Johnson guards. 
uh, and Harding, he, Pope is I, one thing is because you kind of like, for instance, George played one minute against Utah. So that's what I love about Pope. You know, he, he, he other than Harding, uh, and of course, AB goes without saying, but uh, Harding's been the only guy that he's really kind of stuck with no matter kind of what. Um, and the other guys, he kind of goes with the hot hand. And I love how he did that. You know, it was Johnson and Harward and he, and it wasn't George's, George's game, that game. So again, that's, that's part of making adjustments as a coach, you feel like is in, in basketball, it's, it's, it's staying with the five guys out there. It's with subbing the guys that have been producing in that game. And so I thought that was crucial with the Utah game. And, and that's, that's as well as we played that, that stance from about midway through the first half to, you know, uh, midway through the second half, that was, uh, probably our best, you know, best stances of, of basketball that I've seen us play uh, as a, a, a collectively as a team on both ends. Well, he, uh, he also started Lee against Utah yeah. and, yeah. uh, and had Loner come off the bench. Loner, you know, had eight points, was two for four, not bad off the bench and always does a great job on the boards. I mean, he had 10 boards against Utah. So look, I have, I have no doubt that Loner is going to, he's going to be a star at BYU. I mean, he's, he, he hasn't quite found it offensively yet. He's shown flashes, but the guy can play defense. He, He can, he can rebound. No question about that. Here's another thing that's really interesting about that Utah game uh, that, that I, I think probably the second most interesting thing outside of Marcelo only scoring five points and us doing so well. Guess who had the second fewest point, the second fewest minutes out of the starters. 10, 10 people to play? Everett? Yes. Yeah, Everett. Everett. Averett, you know, not a lot less. He had 17. Yeah. You've got uh, three players here with 18. Right. Yeah. But he only played 17 minutes. Yeah. You've got, you've got, uh, uh, as far as guards, wings, you've got Harding at 26, Barcelo 33, Count George 2, 1. Uh, but, but Johnson got, played. Nell tw- got 18 minutes. Yeah. Nell got 18 minutes and Johnson played 27. That's, that's, that's very different from any other game. Right. That we've, that we've played. And, and yet it, it's probably our best game. Wouldn't you say against Utah? No. Oh yeah. yeah. No, no question. Yeah, no question. From start to finish our, our most complete game. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Well, San Diego state, San Diego state this week, obviously uh, uh, it's going to be uh, a, a big ask uh, on both ends of the court. I mean, they're going to be tough for us to guard. And then say we're. I'm very interested to see. I mean, because San Diego State's better than USC, and um, and they guard really, really well. They're very well coached. Um, I, you you go back uh, to last season. This team, you know, they lost one game. Uh, so it's it's going to be it's going to be a big ask. Yeah, you know, I'm very interested to see how we do, especially offensively, if we can generate open shots. Um, and how we compete against them uh, at, at, at Viejas Arena. Um, you know, not having the home court crowd will, will, uh, will help some, but that's, that's, that's going to be our toughest game. 
still tough to win on the road. And you're right. They're, they're, they're undefeated and they've beat, they've beaten two top 25 teams from the PAC 12. They beat UCLA and they beat Arizona state. I mean, this team is very good and very difficult to beat on the road is, as as we all know, in college basketball, I mean, it's, it's so tough to win on the road, not going to be maybe as many fans, but still it's going to be very, very uh, tough going. This is, this is the best team that we've played. Um, so it's, it's going to be a, a real challenge and yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Pope uh, strategizes for this game and, and what, what kind of rotation he uses. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think I, I, I like the fact that he scheduled uh, the way he did in the preseason, because these, these games are going to be important for us um, as we go into, into league play and, and hopefully in the postseason, you, you, you've got to learn to play against these, these, you know, tough athletic teams. It's interesting. Also the game after that, the San Diego state plays St. Mary. So we'll see the comparison between oh. how we do and how, how they do against uh, St. Mary's. All right. So let's, let's move back to football. Uh, we, we got a bowl invitation. We're doing, we're heading to the Boca Raton bowl. Uh, what are your reactions guys? I mean, we knew we weren't going to get, you know, anything special, uh, after our loss to coastal Carolina, it just wasn't going to happen. And there's, there's less bowls this year. What's your initial reaction to playing, uh, central Florida in the Boca, Boca Raton bowl. Greg, we'll start out with you. Disappointed. I don't know what else to say. I'm disappointed. Um, uh, I'm not going to put on my, my, blue goggles here and, and try and be optimistic about what's happening. And I know that what the team has to do and they go out and do that. And of course I'll support them and root for them. And, uh, but I'm, I, uh, it's the same thing. You know, we get in these little bowls at the end of each year. It's very frustrating. And I thought that this year, I, I really thought we'd be able to get like a second tier bowl. Yeah. I, I was really hoping to get like a second tier bowl and, and, not happening. Yeah, I, I. If you would have told me that we would be um, playing our bowl, our bowl game before the uh, NBA season started, uh, I would be disappointed. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, we are. We're playing before Christmas and before uh, LeBron on on Tuesday night uh, laces them up. So I'm really sad. Uh, it's uh, you know I I saw Coastal. Uh, I think right now with the college football show, we probably, if we win that game, we're probably ranked 12th, um, maybe 11th over Indiana, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, they've, they've got uh, a couple impressive wins to the committee. So uh, we would have been qualified. It would have been interesting to see at least um, what would have happened. But then again, if we would have been uh, undefeated and they didn't get us to a new year six game, that would have been, uh, that would have been tough to handle too. So I, I honestly, I'm, I'm excited to watch Zach. I'm excited to watch, but I'm, I'm going to be bummed. It's going to be, it's going to be very sad that that's our last game to watch him play. Uh, so that'll, that'll be definitely a bittersweet. Um, but I think it is important to win to solidify this season and avoid, a, a you know, not a pleasant loss to a six and three uh, UCF squad. 
Well, here's my thoughts. I, I think this game is very dangerous. I'm, I was really happy to see BYU rebound and, and beat San Diego State in a very, you know, grinded out type game. Uh, we talked about how good Zach was, but this UCF team, I think, is, is, is dangerous because they, look, they, they barely lost to Cincinnati. Right. They lost to Memphis by one. They barely lost to Tulsa. Those are all, you know, pretty good teams, especially, obviously, Cincinnati. And uh, the, the quarterback that we're going against is very good. He's got comparable numbers to, to Zach. He's only a sophomore. He's very athletic. Um, j- just as a whole, this UCF team is very athletic. A lot of speed. I know it's disappointing, but it's really going to be disappointing if we lose this game. And I think this is a dangerous team to go be playing in Florida. Um, I hope we're prepared for it because it, it will really be a downer if we lose this game. But yet it's I think this is a good team that we're playing. So I what do you what do you guys think? What are your thoughts? I think it's a good game. Um, I, I just don't know that there's a, a win out of this. I mean, the win out of this is if we can, like Brett says, if we can watch Zach play again. Right. And, 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 and hopefully do well. And, uh, you know, it's going to be his last game with us. So, so that is exciting. I'll be excited to watch him play. Um, outside of that, I, I just, I feel like I'm, I, the chances of me not being frustrated about our defense are pretty, (laughs) are, are pretty slim. Um, and you know, I, I, who knows? I mean, maybe we roll all over them and maybe, it works that way. I, I'm, I'm concerned like you are Brian about the win. I think it is a very good team. Um, and we and, and, and he's the type of quarterback that we historically have had, you know, trouble with. I mean, the guy can throw, but he can also run. Yeah. He's a very athletic quarterback. He's the kind of guy that has killed us in the past. Well, it, again, I, I think that if we can control the line of scrimmage, we win the game. I, I just don't know that we can't. And, uh, if they run for, you know, a hundred yards in the first half, I I think we're in trouble. Well, and remember too, their, their, their coach is, uh, Josh Heupel, the guy that uh, won the national championship for Oklahoma and and Bob Stoops. Um, and he's a great, you know, he was a, a very successful offensive coordinator for many years and been a successful head coach. And he's, he's, he's good. And, uh, and so he, uh, they scare me that quarterback and, uh, their head coach with, um, you know, they're going to be up for this game. I think that's the thing is that they'll be up to play us. Like you said, they're staying in state and then they get to play a, uh, a BYU team. That's gotten a lot of publicity and, and against the quarterback that's gotten a lot of publicity. And, you know, I think they'll be up for it. And, um, and I think hype will, you know, he'll have, uh, he'll have stuff in store for us. So I, I hope, I hope we're ready. I hope, like you said, defensively, I, I hope we just, as always, bend but don't break. Well, on on a side note, this this quarterback's dad was the Hawaii quarterback that beat Detmer in both his junior and senior year. If you remember, right after he won the Heisman, we wow. went out and played uh, Hawaii, and they killed us. 
Well, Detmer threw six interceptions. Yeah, and it killed us again next year. They they scored 50-something points in both those games. But, uh, yeah, this 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 Central Florida team was not far off from being a 9-0 and team. I mean, they, they, these, those three losses were very close. So, it'll be interesting. I'm – I'm really what is the what is the what is the line going to be? Great question. I'll say. How many times has BYU won in the state of Florida? <laughs> I can't think of one. You know, I think we I, I think we've won like, once. I think it's I, once. So, so figure out. I think when when they played and they played them at home when they played Cincinnati, the line was like six or six and a half. Cincinnati. Um, so I think it'll be BYU, maybe BYU minus four, minus four and a half. I, I would be shocked if we're favored by a touchdown. I, I think, I think it might even just be, it could be a field goal. But I, I my guess, I'd say BYU minus four. Yeah, I probably a pretty good guess. I think it's three or four. All right, guys. Well, big week. But always, every time he'd say, you know, we could go to that concierge lounge, get drinks. No, he wouldn't say we could go. He'd drop his suitcase off and he'd go there immediately. He'd go there immediately and stock up. <laughs> Absolutely. He'd go grab about 12 Diet Cokes. No, but for if he didn't person, have them, he'd make the gal inside there speaking Spanish to go get some more of them. And I then know. He'd but, load them all up into the room. But every time he would let you know. Every time he'd let you know <laughs> that he, because he's Marriott Elite, he can go to that concierge lounge. And that's why you're getting those cookies and diet I ate. And he's like, no, oh, you know how much, you know how much, you know how much I've been, you know, spent with Marriott. You know how many, you know how many dollars Marriott has of mine? No. <laughs> no, he'd go, we'd go and we just take, like you, there'd be people there, it's like having their little thing, their little drink. <laughs> we we he'd have he'd have like six of those diet Pepsi's or diet Cokes just take it back to the room. <laughs> Here, Brett, you want some of these pretzels too? Grab some of these. Yeah, yeah, classic. Well, yeah, that'll be fun. All right, all right, guys, have a good night. Have a great right. week. Love, Love you. Guys. See ya. Bye. See ya.